Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to Rabot & Co. here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Louis Rabot. Hi, welcome in TGIF edition. Rabot & Co. here ESPN 680, 105.7 alongside Zach Cantrell. My name's Louis Rabot at Radio Louis on Twitter. You can find our station at ESPN 680. You are the co in Rabot & Co. So keep those texts coming. 437-9680 on our UPS Jobs text line. Love to hear from you today. Ahead of a couple of interesting basketball games for the locals tomorrow. And of course the NFL playoffs. We'll have Matthew DeSantis at 11. Talk some horse racing up on Long Island with him and get you ready for all of your gambling this weekend. Zach and I will do a full dive. We decided before the show. The 11 o'clock hour. Half horses, half NFL. Because you're not getting away from it, people. You got me. I'm sorry. I guess you can get away with it. There's other options. Listen to Maven. We got to make people money somehow. You got to make a little, a little money money. There you go. So, how about that? All right, man. So, uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's get into it, man. Um, I, I really don't have a place to fall to start this show. But I do want to ask people out there who are listening, how we how we feeling? How we feeling? I think it's an interesting question going into the weekend because I'll be honest. A couple of things have caught me off guard about getting ready for the weekend about the UK trip to Texas A&M. And it's two parts. The first is Ben Roberts on yesterday, usual spot. If you ever miss Ben's interviews, go check him out. ESPNLouisville.com, hit the podcast center. And he said this game felt to him like a pick despite the fact that A&M's record stinks in their last couple of games have not been very good. And then I go to ESPN.com and the predictor on ESPN.com has Texas A&M winning the game like 70% of the time. And I just, sometimes, and UofL fans will remember this very well, when Brian Van Gorder <laughs> was ruining both UofL and then Bowling Green later on, Zach's fighting Falcons, you could just bet that that defense was going to screw the game up. You could, just, you could just do it. And Vegas hadn't caught up to the Brian Van Gorder thing as far as the locals were concerned. Is there any chance that these models and the, you know, whatever else, the, the algorithms just haven't caught up with Kentucky basketball. I don't know. I, I I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know if they require, you know, last year's statistics. So like six of the guys don't count. <laughs> Something like this with Kentucky. I just don't know because in my head, they should go down there and they should win the game by seven or eight. If what I've watched, if what I've seen from Buzz sweat through your suit the way that Gary Williams used to Williams is going to coach Tambu the way that he has for years... What am I missing? What am I what am I not seeing? So let's dive into it. Let's look at these things. By the way, the last text of the last show. I love doing this. 
just starts with, Crumb's revenge is wrong. So I'm not even going to read the rest of it because the beginning of that text is so good that I don't want to mess with that. I'm kidding, Joe. I'm kidding, Crumbs. Um, uh, man, oh, man. All right. Well, I will I will address that text. in a, Oh, that's from before. Okay, hang on. That's from before. All right. How we feeling? I drank a fifth of tequila last night, so I'm not feeling very good. All right. See, look. Look, people. You don't drink the whole fifth in one day. The key is to not drink the whole fifth in one day. I don't know what else to tell you. Just not the whole thing. Okay? They, they make smaller sizes than that if you need the whole thing. All right? Just don't, don't do that. Rookie move. Come on, guys. <laughs> On a Thursday. See, I just think when I hear fifth, I think fifth of vodka. Dare me to drive? Like the m in the stand? <laughs> of course you go to M&M. Of course I do. But literally, 65.5% for TAMU on the matchup predictor on ESPN Analytics. They allow 66 points per game. They score 73. Kentucky's obviously scoring just under 91 and allowing a little under 75. So I'm just, I'm wondering what I'm missing as far as this matchup is concerned. Every time the Texas A&M has played a decent team this year, they've lost. They don't have a good win. Unless you consider beating Ohio State a good win. I, I think of that as a very mundane win, if you will, this year. They beat Penn State. That's a mundane win. They played Florida Atlantic. They lost. They played Virginia. They lost. They played Memphis. They lost. They played Houston. They lost. LSU and Auburn lost. Lost. I just don't get it. Which means that they're going to win by what? 10? <laughs> Isn't that how sports goes for us? We think we have an idea. We think that we're doing these things. And I just really can't, in my head, put together what the hell is going on with this, with this game. Zach, by the time we get there, there is no line on this game yet. That'll pop up sometime either tonight or early, early tomorrow. Is Texas A&M going to be favored in this game? Are they going to be asking you to take Texas A&M minus a point and a half? Is that what we're setting up for? Because everything that I've seen points toward that. Everything I heard from Ben Roberts points toward that. So paint me a little surprised by all the analysis coming in from other sources but I fully expect Kentucky to go down there and win tomorrow. And then I think we start talking about different different expectations for this team. Not necessarily just based on a, a Texas A&M team that I don't think is great. But then you get into Mississippi State, or Georgia, and South Carolina for the next three games. They don't have a real legitimately difficult opponent until they go to Arkansas at the end of the month. And I think they're better than Arkansas. Then they catch Florida and Tennessee after that. But I, <laughs> I just don't get it. I, I was trying to figure it out. The other side is, of course, on Louisville. And we could just call this, I, I can't figure it out Friday. Hopefully in the 11 o'clock hour we figure it out. But as far as college basketball and the local teams around here, I, I got nothing for you. If that Louisville team that showed up against Miami, if that Mike James shows up, they got a shot tomorrow. For sure they got a shot yes. tomorrow. Yes. If that BHH shows up again, which actually of all the players on the team, I trust him the most to show up at this point, which is a weird thing to say. My gosh, is that a weird thing to say in your face, James Strebel. Interested to see what they do tomorrow. Interested to see the the crowd reaction tomorrow at the Yum Center. Now that we know the weather's actually going to be okay for going to the Yum Center but at noon tomorrow or 2 o'clock tomorrow. 2 o'clock tomorrow. No, it's a new game. Excuse me. I had that right. I'm thinking of uh, Kentucky. But it also sets up, by the way, I wanted to thank all the folks around here. Um, 
And by around here, I just mean in television. I get Louisville at noon. I get Kentucky at two. <laughs> so these games are like right next to one another. I can throw on the multi-game of you on the TV for uh, for noon and for two and have those games on, but be ready to go. It's really nice. Do we think even with the weather, Zach, there's more people there tomorrow than there were for Pitt? Yeah. I like, do think that. Like I said, I think there's going to be about 5,800. Right. So about 600 more than last yeah. time, right? Yeah. I don't think it quite gets to 6,000, but I think we get close. Okay. I think it'd be close. I think so, too. We played Strebel's rant on BHH yesterday. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, of course. Is it classic? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you weren't too happy at BHH cooked Darren Bradshaw. Yeah, it is what it he is. Did. Someone was asking uh, on the Pomeroy scale what the uh, what the spread would be um, between NC State and uh... oh, where is NC State? Can I find them on here? How does I, I really can't figure out how he lists his teams? North Carolina State is not listed as North Carolina State; they listed as NC State. They are not. Can you figure out on the Ken Palm where NC State is? <laughs> I'm looking. They should be somewhere in this area here, and I simply cannot find them. Um, Colorado State, Mississippi State, San Diego State, Michigan State, Iowa State. All these teams with state, but not NC State. Um, and they're not under NCSU. NC State is 67th. 67th in the Ken Palm. Thank you very much. There they are. Okay. N dot C dot. That is what I did not do. Uh, NC State is 67th in the Ken Palm. It, did you look yet, or what, do you want to guess where Louisville is? I haven't seen it. Okay, perfect. Where do you think uh, Louisville is? Again, there are 362 teams in Ken Palm. I'm going to say they moved up a little bit, so I'm going to go to like 224. Okay, they're at 187. Oh, okay. Top 200 in the Ken Palm. Eat it. Yeah. How about that? Year three, baby. In your face, Sam Houston State at 198. In your face, University of California, Santa Barbara campus. At 193. Eat it, Kennesaw State at 194. How about Vanderbilt? 5 and 10, they're still ahead of them. <laughs> Vanderbilt's 184. The next team behind Louisville is Canisius. I think I'm saying that right. It is Canisius. Canisius. That's the uh, Eat it, fighting Canisius. Jesuits of Buffalo. Yes. Man, oh man. How about that? Um, Texture saying, I missed the Strebel BHH Ranch. When, when, where was that? Is that something we can just play? Yeah, we can play. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Feel good Friday. The weather sucks. Let's have fun, right? I mean, come on. We gotta have fun with something. Uh, I think, uh, man, these games tomorrow, dude. I, if you if you have a sense of these things, hit me up four three seven nine six eighty because I, I for some reason I think Kentucky should be favored tomorrow, and I have a feeling that tomorrow's that kind of game where they can just absolutely put one together and, and another ninety point game and just do it. Uh, on the Louisville side, I got I got no. I chance. got no clue. I had no. Chance. I'm not and betting that game now. In I, any way, I would lean. In my head, I was thinking about this because it's Friday. We do horse racing. Sure. And you asked about the, hey, what's a claiming race? What's an allowance race? That's kind of stuff. Kentucky is a stakes horse right now, right? They're play, they're at the very highest level of horse racing. Mm-hmm. Louisville's a claimer, and I have like like a $10,000 claimer, and I have no idea what they're going to do race to race. I have no idea. If they're going to be good sprinting or going, long, going longer, I have no idea. I really don't. And so I, I have no idea. But I got to believe what? NC State, what do you think? Four and a half point favorite? Five? I think that sounds about right. Okay. I'm not going to bet it. And that's the highest compliment I can give Louisville. I'm not betting against them right now. It's not free money. It's not free money. I thought Miami was free money. It was not. It was not. Uh, Louisville in this, uh, what did I say? They were 187. Is about a 106. And so NC State. There are 120 spots ahead. Yeah. 
I'm just trying to figure out what the spread would be according to Ken Palm. I, it probably Ken about Palm. probably about that, about six. I think six. Yeah. Um, texture uh, texting in. If uh, if Kentucky wants to be a top five team, then they need to put a complete game together. Oh, I will not disagree with that. I, I will not disagree with that. The only thing I would, the only rebuttal I would have to that, if you wanted to have one, was would be excuse me. No top five team <laughs> seems to be putting together complete games lately, and so it'll be interesting to see uh, if they can do that. I would say too. With all of the new pieces that Kentucky's working in, um, they, in a weird way, they're built because they they shift those two guys off the bench in in Shepard and Dillingham. That they're almost built anticipating someone having a night off, right? Someone having a bad night, that right? Way. That's right. So, but I, I agree with the texture though. I especially on the defensive end, if they put together a full effort, uh, that would be a lot better. Uh, sportsbooks are waiting, uh, Texture says. Sportsbook are waiting on more data for UK hoops. Two wins against top 50 Ken Palm teams. They haven't played anybody there, buddy. No, I, I, no I'm i with you. I, I think that that might be part of it. But when they do play on the road or in these higher intensity games, they seem to turn out well. Uh, Texture, what's a maiden claimer mean? <laughs> I think that's what you asked me, right? Is that the question? Yeah, um, that's right. Mick Cronin lost by 46 points last night coming down on the text line. He sure did. That yeah, is he, on the show sheet. We will talk about it. Yeah, if they double their score, they still would have lost. <laughs> oh, it's not good, man. It is not good. Not great, Bob. It's <laughs> but Mick is the pick. Mick the pick. Man, oh, man. He just has the absolute worst personality for for what's going on at UCLA right now. Oh, yeah. Just the absolute worst. <laughs> and they're not going to get better. No. They are not going to get better. That's the thing. Oof. It's going to be a long season for them. But neither here nor there. That guy can obviously still coach. It's just this year it ain't, it ain't working. Uh, Florida State gets a an NIL. Uh, an assistant gets a three-game ban. We'll talk about that. Uh, I think there are a couple interesting college hoops games this weekend. Uh, I want to talk about the Saban retirement domino effect that could happen and, and a local talking point with that. Obviously, Belichick's out in New England. We'll get uh, during our NFL segment, we'll get Zach's thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. And again, we'll talk to Matthew DeSantis at 11 about the horses out there at Aqueduct. All right. So if you had to go into this game tomorrow trying to pick it, Zach, on yeah. the Kentucky side, let's start there. 12 and 2 Kentucky, 2 and 0 conference. Uh, they are the. Uh, the two o'clock game tomorrow, visiting Texas A and M. I will give you A and M minus two and a half. How are you betting that game? Uh, if you give me A and M minus two and a half, I'm taking Kentucky every day and twice on Sundays. Okay. I think Kentucky's winning this game by about eight to ten points. I think they can handle their business. A and M hasn't beaten anybody worth a damn all year. That's the thing. And Kentucky has played well, or they passed their first big road test. And I don't think A and M's going to be a bigger road test than Florida was. So I think the Cats get it done. Uh, great text here. Uh, it's from a Matt Norlander tweet. The last time UCLA was 1-4 in a start in conference play was three years prior to John Wooden arriving in West Oof. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Texter felt like I watched UCLA literally quit the season last night. I, that's the real concern. You have to, in an era where where the, the player is it is allowed and entitled to transfer whenever they feel like it and encouraged frankly in many many occasions i mean look louisville starting point guard last year left illinois in december they left illinois in december you think ucla couldn't have that happen i mean for sure that could definitely happen but i'm trying to figure out this line and on the line 
to help us figure out who's going to win this game tomorrow is a man named BBN Billy. And we bring him now, uh, on Rabot and Co. His first call uh, since I went solo. Billy, how are you, man? Hey, Louie, doing wonderful. You stay here. We don't need to lose you. Looking, bagging for good sports people. You're good. Appreciate you. Uh, just a quick comment, and then I'll call you back in a couple of weeks to Jibber about some basketball. But tell yeah. somebody, uh, text Mark Stoops and tell him don't wait for the phone to ring. Because <laughs> he, he had an accident when Texas A&M acts like they wanted him. But um, just a quickie on that. What a well, what a joke. But anyway, buddy, just a quick hello. But call Stoops. Tell him don't wait for the phone call. We'll see, buddy. I will do that. How about that? A little BBN drive by. A BBN Billy drive by. How about I like that? that. A little BBZ and then BBN Billy. How about yeah. that? <laughs> Text her. Answer the phone. <laughs> That's a Seinfeld reference. Do you get that yes. Seinfeld reference? Yes. Okay. I'm a Seinfeld guy. My keychain has Vandalay Industries on it. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Is that true? Yes. Oh, the uncle, man. What a great character. Is he the best family member? No, Frank is. No, on the Seinfeld side. I'm sorry. Oh, yes. On the Seinfeld side, yeah. No question. I think I, Jerry's I, mom is sneaky, like, mean, underrated. Yes. Like, I, her her dig jokes are very good. I, I, she can... Mm. You know who Jerry's mom reminds me of? Okay. Livia Soprano. It's kind of like the same kind okay. of character. Both kind of bring the mate, the guy down. <laughs> yeah, like, right. They both have those it's not a bad one. Ma- not bad. Ma- melancholy voices. <laughs> oh, take me now. Very, very New York, New Jersey. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I get you. <laughs> I like that BB and Billy felt compelled to call in to make sure that we that Stoop shouldn't wait for that Alabama job. Which, by the way, I totally agree with. Yeah, I don't think I, I totally agree. I, I think he's way down the <laughs> that list. number. I have not seen his name on any of the lists for sure. Uh, that job, we'll talk about it. That's an interesting spot because I, I just can't figure it out. I agree with you about Kentucky tomorrow, by the way. I just do. And and I and I hope they keep it rolling because it's fun watching these teams. Man, I really hope Louisville wins tomorrow and really throws a wrench in what we've been talking about. I really do. I hope they get it done. I And I hope, like, I hope it's another game like the other day where they just come in and Jack, Comp, Jack Klompus. That's a good one. Uh, the just trying to, fi- you know, figure out the best way forward for Louisville basketball, I think, man, I just just a cool opportunity tomorrow. A reminder, though, uh, NC State eleven and four, three and one. Um, their losses are BYU, who's very good, at Ole Miss, and they got trounced there. Lost to Tennessee, lost to UNC. Otherwise, they've beaten Virginia, Notre Dame. Um, they won in BC, uh, etc. So, I mean, when they play very good teams, they don't win, and when they play bad teams, they win. So we will see which version of Louisville shows up tomorrow. I actually think that's probably the best analysis I can give, Zach. It's NC State beats bad teams and they lose to good teams. Yeah. If Louisville plays like a good team, they have a chance to win tomorrow. I'll say yeah. that. How's that? I think that's All right. right. I, I think tentatively I'll pick NC State just because I, I haven't seen this team put together. And they did it the other night for the first time within a game. Multiple smart good plays in a row. But I haven't seen this happening with multiple good games in a row. Give me NC State by 5-6, something like that tomorrow. 74-68, 78-72, that kind of number. Sure. Um, interested to see that one. But uh, also really interested, I am, to see the crowd down there because I, I think a huge part of this is is effort. People won't show up if they know that the players won't show effort. And That's for right. a long time, Louisville didn't do that. And they did it, on, they did it a couple days ago on Wednesday, and we'll see if they can do it again tomorrow because I think if they do... 
People around here want to be—they want to buy in, but there's just there's so much negativity around it uh, that it's hard. Uh, Taxer, what if by some miracle KP uh, finishes uh, just under 500 for the season? I have been on record. That's my dream uh, for sports talk radio purposes. <laughs> and so I'm praying, man. I hope he's like eight and twelve in the SC, in the ACC. Excuse me. I really do. I, that would be fantastic. And beats a couple teams that you're like, wait, wait, they. They knocked off Duke at home? Like that kind of thing. I need that so badly. Not anticipating it, but I need it really, really badly. Um, Norvell text coming on the text line, 437-9680. We will keep those going. We're going to talk Alabama, Saban. We'll talk those dominoes on the coaching side and why Brom isn't on the lists. I want to talk about that. I understand the thinking around here, but I want to dive further into that. Uh, Matthew DeSantis at 11. We'll talk some horses. We'll do a ton of NFL in the second hour as well. This is Rabo Co. here, ESPN 680-1057. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Rebeau and Co. here on ESPN 680 1057. Now, here's Louis Rebeau. All right, welcome back in. Zach Cantrell on the ones and twos here on Rebeau and Co. ESPN 680. 105.7 got you till noon. Bobby V, fast break Friday after us. Paul Rogers in today, of course, with the home game tomorrow. Then you'll get the roundtable round daddy, three o'clock. They'll do the mixtape at 5 30. Billy, if you are listening, uh, you made uh, Dennis a little chuckle this morning, so there you go. Uh, Texter, I'm a UK fan, and I think Brom is a good coach, but it's a bit of delusion for U of L fans to think that Brom would be on a Bama list, in my opinion. All right, so let's go there. Let's do it. Um, Zach uh, Saban decides to retire, and then of course we get the Belichick news in the same day. Just an absolutely monumental shift in how we think about uh, football in this country as far as its head coaches. Yeah, how about Pete Carroll feeling shafted? Just he won a Super Bowl and a Pete. championship. No one cares. 137 wins in 14 seasons. Yeah. Nothing about Pete Carroll. Nothing. Just a remarkable day. Uh, lose all three of those guys. And you're right, by the way, to include him in that. I think people forget with him a couple of things. First, that he won an NCAA championship and a, and a, a Super Bowl. Yeah. And then they went back to the Super Bowl the next year, and if not for a stupid pass, they win back to back. I was going to say, that's the problem people are going to have with Pete Carroll. The first thing they remember is Is that that he threw the ball. The guy who intercepted the pass in that Super Bowl, Zach, went to a college that has like a $300,000 endowment. Malcolm Butler. Yeah, where did he? I don't even know where he went. Look it up, but it is some Mississippi Valley Tech or something. I'm not kidding. Like, it is just the absolute dregs of 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 academics but only only the patriots could make that guy um west alabama (laughs) west alabama yeah (sighs) okay yeah Uh, is that i mean 
University of West Alabama. Some guy from West Alabama changes the way we think about $375,613. Okay. All right. So I'm just going to do Louisville because they're across the street. Yeah. So three three hundred thousand. What do you think the endowment is at a place like the University of Louisville as of twenty twenty two? Couple of mil. Eight hundred and eighty three million dollars. Yeah, just a couple of mil. Just a couple. They're sitting on three hundred fifty k. That guy intercepts the ball at the Super Bowl to lock it up. And that guy changes the way we think about Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll. Yeah, no, that's right. That guy. That it's unbelievable. It, it's amazing how those things uh, come together. All right, so Saban's out. Belichick's out. Pete Carroll's out of their jobs. You think Belichick's coaching next year? I think Belichick's coaching somewhere. Where? Um, Where's his best fit? I think it's San Diego. Or excuse me, the the, the yeah. Chargers. Excuse me. You know I, mean. <laughs> I know. I think there's two. <laughs> Man, it's amazing how those just. Stick I still in your brain, say San it? Diego Chargers all the time too. Yeah. Uh, I think the Chargers are one of them because you've got a ready-made quarterback with Justin Herbert, yep. and I think the other sneaky sneaky one is Atlanta. Because I think they've got a lot of good young offensive talent. If they could ever get the quarterback situation Someone figured out. thought Harbaugh should go there instead of I could see that. the, Ran- he or could the Raiders. Work, yes, he could right. work with Desmond Ritter. He worked Alex Smith into being a, a good quarterback for a number of years. Remember, made Kaepernick good. Yeah, he made Kaepernick good. I mean, Jim Harbaugh has never truly had an elite quarterback other than Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah, Andrew Luck is the standout there for sure. I, I, I think it's not even a question. The And I, I would wonder, I would love to talk, you know, get, you know, because... The, the, the interviews are always so – it's one of the reasons people love podcasts, right? So we were in the back. We were listening. Coach K's got a podcast that airs on SiriusXM. And he was talking with Coach Cal. And one of the things about – you know, like if we do an interview on this station or on this show, we'll keep it to the show. Like the answers are going to be short. So like, hey, Andrew, how much – how instrumental was Jim Harbaugh in your development as a quarterback? And he gives a 30-second canned answer about, oh, really important, you know, college years, blah, 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 this, this, this. I would love to know how sincerely impactful he was yeah. as far as his career. Because, like you mentioned, that's his only super elite level quarterback that he had in his time coaching. But he made other quarterbacks good. Very good, yeah. frankly. Alex I mean, Smith was a bust before Jim Harbaugh got there. He was the number one dude, pick J. in the J. draft. J.J. McCarthy is so generic, dude. So generic. And he's like 27-1 in college. Yes. <laughs> that's unbelievable, yeah. right? And, and that's the opposite of Belichick of right the way. Yeah. And, and I'm not picking on Belichick. His strength as a coach is obviously not quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. It's other parts of the team. And so having a Brady and not having to worry about that part and being able to concentrate on the defense, et cetera, obviously set them up for great success. Right. And, and I want to be really clear. Again, and I use this example a lot, and I use it on purpose. Jason Anderson, when he was here, asked coaches every, every time at the end of an interview, more important X's and O's, Jimmy's and Joe's. It was Jimmy Joe's every time. Every time. And so to, to judge coaches... And then go, well, yeah, but he had great players. No, that's part of the job. <laughs> that's just part of the job. And to maximize those players as well is absolutely part of the job. All right, we got a bunch of texts here. Between uh, 20, uh, 2001 and 2022, Belichick, Saban, and Pete Carroll combined for 15 titles. They that's also crazy. appeared in the Super Bowl and NCAA title game four times and lost. <laughs> there was a span in the 2010s that either, either Alabama won the title or the Patriots won the title, but they didn't do it. Neither. I don't think it ever happened in the same year. 
Uh, texture, boy, we're going back to this. I didn't have a problem with the past, uh, the the past call, but you have a mobile quarterback. Roll them out at least, so you have options. I, I think a lot of Agreed. people are in that spot. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Texters, if the Raiders hire Belichick, I'm switching alliances. <laughs> I don't know if you're a Raiders fan. Yeah. Are you, you a Raiders fan, Raiders fan or do you like Belichick <laughs> yeah, you that much? No, you can't just leave it out. That was very generic. You can't do that to me. Uh, Texter, Harbaugh went to the Super Bowl with Kaepernick. That's incredible. He does not have the feel of a. Super Bowl quarterback. I agree with that. No. Yeah, so, um, so that's the difference. There. Well, you saw what happened once Harbaugh left. Yes, that's right. All right. So, look, it, it appears as though DeBoer out at, at, um, out at Washington is the lead candidate for Washington or for Alabama. Excuse yes. me. Obviously, also the lead candidate. He's also the lead candidate at Washington right now. They went to landing first, apparently. Mm-hmm. I would not have. I would have gone to Boer first. I think his team looks more like what Alabama wants to do than what Oregon does. Mm-hmm. But I get it. I, I do. I get it. Landing's young. I, I think I, I watched him on TV as part of the title game coverage. He seems to have that because part of the Alabama job is doing that stuff. Yes. I mean, you got to be media guy. I mean, yep. and Saban, frankly, for what he is and his age, is really good at it. Yes. Like he goes on, you know, he goes on McAfee and stuff. He's good. He's legitimately good. So it's. It's all part of that job. It's that being the the governor of Alabama, blah, blah, blah. You know, all the cliches, they're all true (laughs) about that job, especially. And I do think Washington's coach a little quieter, a little more reserved. But again, it's Seattle, so I don't know how much I'm supposed to see people in Seattle. Like, I just don't know. And I would go to him first because I think how his winning track from NAIA all the way to Washington – the guy is just a flat winner. Do you want to know what his overall record is? I think I know it. Is it like 110 and 14? 104, 12. <laughs> 104 wins, 12 losses. How about that? That's <sighs> insane. I, I, man, yeah. He's just a winner, dude. And you give him the resources of an Alabama? That's just, it's just his own thing, man. Yeah, Sioux Falls. He went sixty-seven and three. <laughs> Texture, hold up. That pass was universally the worst call. I would not have passed the ball with Marshawn Lynch on my team, but I get it. Uh, it was a terrible call. Yeah, Saban has less losses his entire head coaching career than KP has in a year and a half. Well, yeah, he coaches basketball though. That's also but, true. That's true. Also- Nick Saban, I think, at Alabama lost nineteen games <laughs> in sixteen years, and six of them were in his first year. <laughs> Oh, man. Texture is Seattle and Canada. It is. Might I'll get you a best bet for the weekend, too, Texture. Hang on. We'll, we'll, we'll do that at the 11 o'clock hour. Um, does Josh Hurd need to drop the bag to keep Alabama away from Jeff Brom? Um, texture, oh, I'm a diehard Raider fan. I about lost it when McDaniels took over. Got it. Okay. That makes more sense. Okay. So you just got to jump off the bandwagon there because of previous trauma. I understand that part. Sports trauma is legit, man. I get it. Sark just did, said he's staying at Texas. So okay. there goes that. Appreciate that. Okay. Is that because you think they're working out a deal with, with old KDB there? Uh, it's probably because... Should Texas, we start calling him KDB? KDB. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's because Sark is about to get a raise at Texas. And mm. Texas is one of those jobs that you don't leave once you get it. Mm. You don't think Alabama's a better job in Texas? Because I, I, I think it is. Okay, but not by enough to. But I want to be really clear. If I if I have any intention of having a happy family, I'm living in Austin and not in. Oh Houston, no question. 
There's no doubt. That's about the amazing that. thing about some of these jobs that continue to be great in these cultural outposts yeah. like Green Bay. Like, oh my God. I don't know. I really don't know if people understand what a freaking outpost. I almost cussed. What a freaking outpost Green Bay is. It's in the middle of nowhere. I mean, legitimately middle of nowhere. And the only reason it has a football team is because they made one back in the 20s. Like, in it wouldn't 20s. even be considered nowadays. It's like Portsmouth, Ohio. Yes. Is where the Lions started. That's right. And it would be like Portsmouth still having a team. Yeah. Two hours What were they, Cincinnati. the Spartans? Uh, they were the Spartans. Portsmouth Spartans. That's that right. stadium is still there. I, yeah. They play high school games there. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, that's a V-show hour right there. The there it Portsmouth is. The Portsmouth Stadium. <laughs> yes. Nick, you're welcome. Um, who would you rather have, DeBoer or Norvell? I'd rather have DeBoer. I agree. I think even his unfamiliarity with that part of the country, I don't care, man. I, I think he's just a freaking winner. You saw what he just did with Michael Penix. Yes. You see what he does with great offenses. Norvell is a very good coach. Don't he's get me wrong. He's absolutely a very good coach. But I think, yes. I, I think DeBoer, he's also younger. I think his ceiling is higher than Norvell's. Um. Uh, yeah, uh, Texture, I think I found my new favorite basketball team for the season. Uh, the South Dakota State Jackrabbits, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, they play um, <laughs> They play in a high school gym, and everybody on the team is white. <laughs> it's incredible to watch. <laughs> Isn't that just a Big Ten basketball team? I was going to say, what you got against Minnesota, bro? What about, what about Wisconsin? <laughs> Why, why don't you love Nebraska? What are we doing? Well, you watch Nebraska's a, even got an Asian guy. What are we doing? You watch an Iowa-Wisconsin <laughs> game. We're going back to the 50s. Uh, Texas say Texas has far more money and resources than Bama. Yeah, I, That's I, true. I, I want to be clear. I understand that part. Alabama's a better job. It's okay. Alabama's a top five job. Texas is a top seven or eight job. <laughs> Texture, what are we going to do if Alabama hires the Beth Haven coach? It's <laughs> 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 uh, good bleep. All right, so let's play it out with DeBoer getting the job. Uh-huh. It means nothing, right? Because Washington just hires the next guy. That's right. Okay. Let's say Norvell gets the job. Mm-hmm. That's a different animal. Ooh, yeah. Florida State's a little bigger beast than Washington. Does Prime take the Florida State job? <sighs> no. I think there's just been a there's been too much bad blood between Florida State fans and Dion talking about I'm not from Florida State and I don't know. Did you see his line the other day? He said, if I were, if I were, if it were me, I think is what he said, they wouldn't have left us out of the college football playoff. That's right. Yeah. Oh, Stephen A said that too. I don't think that's about Colorado, by the way. I yeah. just saying that definitely about Florida State. No, it has to be about Florida State. Yeah, Stephen right. A said if uh, Dion was Florida State's coach, they would have been in. Oh, man. Uh, Texter, I never knew the Lions had uh, Decatur Staley's-esque history. They do. That's right. They do. Hey, put some respect on the Decatur Staley's. <laughs> A little respect on the uh, Portsmouth Spartans. That's right. The mighty Spartans. That story is really interesting because they leave in the 30s for, for Detroit. Yeah. And it's, and it's legitimately like we think Detroit's going to be something. And then Detroit becomes the economic engine of the United States for a half century. Right. Uh, which is really fascinating. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, I want, <laughs> I want impoverished white players, not the Big Ten money white players. <laughs> it's a good text. I like it. Indiana oh, high school basketball. Is that, that's what he's wanting. All right. So no one has said elephant in the room in a texter finally do, does Florida State call Stoops? No. Why not? Mark Stoops is an average football coach. To you, not to people around the country. And this is the thing about this bubble. And it's also the thing about sitting across from a guy who roots for Ohio State is 
people around this country, the Texas A&M thing, Big Man Billy can say whatever he wants. There was legit interest in, in Mark Stoops taking over that job. And I actually, I mean, whatever. I think he would have been okay there. I don't know how high you know his ceiling is anywhere, frankly. But I think he would have been okay there. Get some big uglies from Texas, just push people around, play boring football, win a bunch of games like Charlie Strong did here. Like, whatever. I mean, honestly, who cares? But does Florida State call about Mark Stoops? Now, here's the thing. Are they going to pay him really $10 million to come coach an ACC team? I don't think so. That's the other part of it. I just don't think so. I don't know. He's got so much money, so much backing. He's got an athletic director. I don't know that there's an athletic director who likes their football coach in the country. And I'm not exaggerating. I'm, I'm including Michigan. I'm including USC with Lincoln Riley. I'm including Matt Rule at Nebraska, who I imagine they adore. Like I'm including everybody. Yeah. And I'm not sure there's someone like Mitch Barnhart who loves Stoops. I've said this many for a couple of years now. I think Mark Stoops has the greatest job in the world. He gets oh, it's to win way up eight there. or nine games yes, a it's year. Way up there. People eight, want to build a statue. He never gets criticized. Right. Or he's starting He can just go now. three and five in the SEC and no one yes. cares. I mean, that's really the thing. That's exactly right. The other and he part, gets paid though, like he's a national championship coach. Correct. I just I I'm interested because just obviously the ties. But how much are we just in this? How much are we in the the red bubble, the blue bubble, whatever? Yeah. Like how much are we just in it where the A and M job comes up and then all of a sudden Stoops is wins a Louisville game, he's gone. What? What? And then we come back and oh no no it didn't work out and the boosters don't want him. Fine, that's fine. But a job like Florida State, man, I, that's a whole thing. Texture here it is here they come and this is, I mean I do think. <laughs> Texture uh, Stoops is waiting for Kirk Ferentz to retire. Uh, is he a better fit for Iowa than Florida State? Yeah, is he playing his style of football? Absolutely is. Man, I don't know, dude. You, or um, you think the Iowa fans are actually going to want somebody who actually has some form of offensive creativity? You know this just because you're a Big Ten guy. Yeah, some of those programs, it doesn't matter at all who the coach is. The fans are just going to show up. That's true. Iowa's one of those places. Absolutely. Um, it's weird to think that they... Purdue's one of those places. Purdue's a place. Yeah. I mean, it, it, do they sell out every game? No, but do they have 55,000? Yes. Yes. And the tailgate scene up there is fire. Why do you think every <laughs> television... Why do you think every television network wants the Big Ten? Because they all show up. They all watch, no matter how good or bad the team is. <laughs> Texter, wait, are we game planning? Stoops getting a new job. Maybe. Just saying. Uh, Texter, if Barrow and Stoops can recruit at UK, they would crush Florida, and Stoops uh, was a great D, uh, D coordinator there. I, I actually think this isn't so crazy, man. And so put the Alabama job aside. BB and Billy very right about that part, right, where uh, he's not getting the Alabama job. He's not going to get a look for it. I understand all that. Sure. But the next tier of job, man, I, I don't know. Now, whether it's a good idea for him to take it or not is another question. But sometimes after a decade or so at a place, you just want to try something new, especially in coaching, right? One of the reasons Scott Satterfield left here was to restart the, the shot clock on a on a contract, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Stoops doesn't need to do that part. He's got four or five more years where he's he's just set and he's going to make a ton of money. He can pay whatever he wants for coordinators, et cetera, et cetera. But... One of the big reasons I bring this up, Nebraska coming down to the text line, 100%, that's one of the places. Oh, that's the, the place. place, right? Yeah, it's the place. It's it's really the definition of it's it. It's the place in college football, not just the Big Ten. I agree. 
are we at the point now, Zach, where even in a fortified SEC, but because of the chasm of money, is Kentucky actually a better spot for Mark Stoops than Florida State? I think it might be. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Isn't that wild? Doesn't that right there just signal the chasm that exists between the Big Ten? Because and the SEC I actually and don't else? agree with you. But if you made the argument that Kentucky's going forward a better job than Florida State, I would at least listen to it. I don't think it's true. I think you'd rather be in Florida. I think that their history is different and better. But I wonder how long until the money difference really is a thing. And look, Florida State keeps screaming that they want to get out, right, of the ACC. And there's obviously no takers. The SEC doesn't need them. (laughs) The SEC doesn't need them. They don't fit the Big Ten profile. They just don't. Florida State? Yeah. I don't think so. But I think that Florida State's more likely to end up in the Big Ten than the SEC. I think they're I think they're going to the Big Twelve. Hmm. I could see that. I think that's the, the end game is that they, they try to replace so Texas they become, as the next. Yeah, they become the program exactly in the Big Twelve. They try to do that. I actually think conference wise that'd be a fun one. Yeah. Because then you get a bunch of games like Oklahoma State, Florida State, BYU, Florida State, TCU, well, Florida UCF. State, Baylor. They have UCF in there. I think it'd be fun, man. That could actually be fun. I think that would be the most fun possible outcome with that of feeling like the Big Ten or the SEC is just taking everybody. The Big 12 needs an alpha. They don't have one right now. I mean, I'd love to ask Gandolfo. Mike, if you're listening, man, text in. It, it, at this point, do you think of Kentucky going floor, forward as a better job than Florida State? I don't know. Um, Texter, does Florida State want to be in the SEC? Because if that's the case, the only way, um, that's the only way Stoops would make sense. Uh, that's actually not a bad point. Um, no. I, I don't know. I, I think they do want to be in the SEC. I think if they had their druthers, that's what they would do. But I just, I don't know what, what's available to them. And um, by the way, so this this FSU NIL thing happens. Let's take a quick break. Yeah. We will come back. We will talk FSU NIL stuff and why I have no sympathy for them. Talk about it next. Here ESPN 680-1057. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Regulators. We regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. Gotta be handy with the steal, if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. Regulators! Mount up. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warmer G was on the streets, trying to consume some skirts for the E, so I could get some phones rolling in my You are listening to Rabot and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. Ah, just the beautiful tones. Beautiful tones of the ones and two of Zach E.C. here. Rabot and Co. ESPN 680-1057. Louis Rabot at Radio Louis on Twitter. Go find me there at ESPN 680 for the station. Your boy ZC 
on Twitter for Zach as well. Matthew DeSantis in about 15 minutes. We'll talk some horse racing with him. Reminded to want to thank George of the Baronos team. They're bringing lunch by the ESPN Louisville Studios today. Lunch or dinner, check them out. They have moved to their new location uh, just west of uh, the Yum Center there, celebrating 46 years in Louisville. Yeah, it's that good. It's Baronos Pizza. Excited to get that today. One of our favorite days around uh, the station. A reminder to man, Mike's Car Wash, man. Uh, look, it, this is, uh, you know, go check them out um, this weekend as well. They're going to be having a free wash weekend uh, this weekend, which is very, very fun. So um, this is a, a cool opportunity here. Uh, as well. They'll collect donations for USA Cares, uh, which supports veterans and their families. So go ahead and make sure uh, to check them out, man. Very cool. Uh, Would you say today is the most popular lunch day of the week? Bear Nose? Yeah. Ooh. No, I think it's very different, man. Um, to uh, Someone asking where Lincoln Park is. That's 1140, ma'am or sir. 1140. That's right. That's what this is. Um, <laughs> uh I like that people have noticed the bear nose is way up there for sure. Yeah, it's just good. You know what you're getting. It's good. I think Canes is always popular. Canes is Tuesday. very popular. Bear nose is out. Bear nose is way up there. Yes. If you're, we love all the food. Matzah pie get. is very good. Yes. And I, I don't, I can't tell just because it is more artisan style. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday, we had a chorizo pizza. That's right. I like that stuff, but I don't know how much other people like that stuff. Or like the, the Jardinara pizza. Like, I like that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how much other people want to eat, essentially, <laughs> you know, a charcuterie tray out of pizza, right? Sure. I, I just don't know. Where with, bear knows you know what you're getting. Yeah. My favorite day of the week is yesterday. The Wings Zone. Wings Zone. Yeah. I love, I love Wings Zone. I think they do a very good job. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, but, <laughs> look, I, I eat here every day of the week. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Monday is always a lonely day. But we want to thank uh, George and the Baronos team. Like I said, check them out. Any of their locations, carry out, dine in. Yeah, it's that good Baronos pizza. We'll make sure uh, you get that. Again, got those game. Uh, got the game for you tomorrow, 10.30 start. Uh, Jeff Lights, you'll start at 9 o'clock over on 93.9 uh, ahead of the 10.30 start of the official Alex White Network coverage. And then t- uh, Taylor Lynch got you, Coors Light postgame. Uh, he'll be shirtless drinking beer. Uh, around uh, what two thirty ish probably. Uh, you'll get Taylor Lynch after the official post game show. We will have the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife post game show tomorrow. That'll be around four or four thirty uh, after they play at Texas A and M uh, as well. You on the mic for that one, old uh, BBZ? That's the plan. How about that? I don't. We're gonna. I think we're gonna do it a little differently because we have the Bellarmine game tomorrow. So I'm not sure we're gonna have a full post game. Uh, Texer, I mean, you could play Lincoln Park, but in the end. It doesn't even matter. doesn't even matter. Uh, Texture, do you have the sound of Locke being mad at Nick for giving him the wrong Papadia? That's a great reminder of very, very good sound. Uh, Zach, can you look for that, please? Yeah. Here's the thing, uh, Texture. Barano's my favorite uh, Louisville pizza by far. I, I get it, man. If you like it, that style, especially, man, that that more like thin crust tavern style, yeah, it's good, man. It is good. I um, <laughs> They give us one that has... By the time I did the math, seven pigs worth of sausage on it. <laughs> it just is so much freaking food. It's really remarkable. Uh, but it's very, very good. You're totally right. All right. But the the coach likelihood, the, the sort of the odds of becoming the next Alabama coach. Mark Norvell's at the top. Dabo Swinney second. You want the, the lock? Kalen DeBoer third. Lane Kiffin fourth. Sark is off that list now. D'Amico Ryans, it sounds like he's taking the Patriots job. No, or not, Ger- not Gerard Mayo. Um, Gerard Mayo, thank you. Yeah. Good. I'm mixing up my ex-New England Patriots uh, together. 
is is the Alabama job better than the Texans job for D'Amico Ryans now that he has a quarterback? No. The answer is no, no. Right? It's not better. No. I agree with you. Why would you want to recruit and spend your entire life trying to woo 18-year-olds to come you to your university when you have C.J. Stroud? Yeah. No. It's, it's, uh-uh. All right. Uh, lock sound, go. You know what? Hey, look, F man. you, lock. Get up and try not to tear something and take 15 effing steps and go back there and get your own god <laughs> papadilla. How's well, this that? This isn't the sound I wanted at all. <laughs> I didn't even know we had that sound. You don't have the longer one where Nick secretly records Locke? Can we look for that? <laughs> that went a completely different direction. I love it. Oh, man. That's just that's just delightful, man. That's just fantastic. That's the good stuff. That is the good stuff. You're not wrong. I kind of want to play that again. Billy Knapps, by the way, is on this list. How far is Billy Napier from getting the Alabama job? Like, who's betting money on Billy Napier? Uh, There'd have to be about five car crashes, maybe an apocalypse, and then maybe Billy Napier gets a job. Don't they just give it to someone on staff before Billy Napier? I mean, come on. Yeah. You talk about somebody whose uh, reputation and stock is tanked. I know, like... Honestly, at that point, wouldn't you rather have Mark Stoops than Billy Napier? Oh, no question. Okay, thank you. <laughs> That's like, thank you. <laughs> at that point, if we're getting to that, why is Billy Knapps on this list, man? Uh <laughs> somebody, That's a popular sound. The text line, I've never heard that next sound. <laughs> I hadn't heard it either. It totally caught me off guard. Oh, man. That's <laughs> blown up the text line. 4379680. Oh, man. But if Norvell takes a job and that Florida State job opens... I do think it's an, it's a thing that, that Stoops will have to look at. I really do think that. All right, so Florida State gets pinged for doing something that almost certainly every program is doing, right? And that is the NIL, essentially the decision, Zach, is what? That the, the coach introduced a kid to the collective? Yeah. And you're not supposed to be an official from the school and do that, <clears throat> which, of course, is ridiculous, and all of this is ridiculous, and there's no rules, but then there's rules and blah, blah, blah. There's rules now, apparently. Hey, FSU, shut up. I, I don't. I, I got no patience for Florida State. I have no patience for a school that tells me that they hate their conference, they want to get out, the grant of rights is this, this, and this. They don't want to be in the league anymore. And then they get to the end of the season and they say, we should be in the college football playoff because we won our league that we just told you was trash. Go to hell. Go to hell. Get, get out of here with all that crap. And now you're getting in trouble with the NCAA, which, by the way, Zach thinks might be... Not to be conspiracy theory guy, might be because the they're just trying to get back at them for being whiny. I'm a, I'm kind of okay with it. <laughs> I'm actually kind of okay with it. Just shut up. I, I can't. Uh, we won the ACC. Yeah, you told us it sucks. Well, it does. Okay, then you're fifth. At this point, this is kind of how I feel about these people. I think both things can be true. Okay. <laughs> ah, tired of their whining, but they're not wrong. Throwing pens around here. Text to the Florida administration put Napier on that list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, his agent did. <laughs> it ain't the administration, it's the agent. Jimmy Sexton. He, he, I think he's the agent for pretty much every major college football coach anymore. Man, oh, man. All right, t- go. You, you had a 
Conspiracy theory, go. Oh, I was going to say my conspiracy theory is that they're just mad at Florida State. <laughs> they're just like, hey, Florida State, you're number five. We're going to make an example out of you. You're not making the playoff. And then, oh, well, guess what now, Florida State? Oh, no, you're a threat to the SEC. You were a threat to Alabama. So guess what? We're going to keep you out of the playoff to make sure Alabama gets in because they knew Nick Saban was going to retire. Mm. So they had to give him one more parting gift and get him into the playoff and hope that he could win another Ooh, national title, I like which this. he didn't do it. But So they kept Florida State out for that reason. And then they just... Georgia dominates Florida State, but they still think the Seminoles, because of their proximity to the South and because of all the recruits they're getting, they're a threat to the SEC. So what does the NCAA do? They pop them for minor violations. It's like Jerry Tarkanian when he said, you know right. what, the NCAA is so, so bad, bad at Kentucky, Kentucky that they're putting Cleveland, Cleveland State on State. probation for three years. They've got their favorites. Their favorite is obviously the SEC. They don't want Florida State to be any sort of threat to them, so they're trying to knock down Florida State while they can. Uh, by the way, I'm on Covers.com. Ents, uh, shout out, uh, with uh, Chris... Uh, I mean, I actually don't know how to say his last name. Vasile, Vasile, I really don't know how to say his last name. I apologize. V-A-S-I-L-E. I'm sorry. Um, but this is very, very recent article uh, updating the odds uh, of these candidates. Uh, look, if you had to guess next coach, let's do two things. Yeah. Who you would hire and who you expect them to hire. Who would you hire? Kalen DeBoer. Who do you expect them to hire? Kalen DeBoer. I would hire Kalen DeBoer. I expect them to hire Lane Kiffin. Alabama, you think Lane Kiffin's the next Alabama coach? I do. Why is that? I I think if you watch football and you watch Lane Kiffin, that is a different dude than he used to be, and he has matured into the job. No doubt. The job, not his life. Yeah. He's still dating women 10 years younger He's than you. He's still Joey Freshwater. <laughs> he is. That's true. He is the most interesting coach in college football. <laughs> I think it'll be Kevin. Um, well, he's been very good to Alabama the last few years because he turtles up every time they play. <laughs> I would KDB. I'd go Kalen DeBoer, but uh, I expect it to be Lane Kiffin. Uh, top three for me, if I were doing the hiring, DeBoer, Norvell. I, I, D'Amico Ryan's being on this list is interesting because that guy can coach, man. Sure he can. And he's a motivator of men. Yeah. Uh, whatever you want to say about the Texans or whatever else, that dude... I just don't think he's leaving after year one in the NFL. And you're not leaving when you have a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Texture in the past month, Florida State fans have overtaken Tennessee fans as most unbearable. Oh, they're trying. I'm still giving the edge to Tennessee fans. Uh, Actually, Michigan fans. Texture Vrabel's the next Alabama coach. Uh, Texture Lane Kiffin would crush it at Alabama. I, I think he would, too, actually. And I think just that, that media part we talked about, I think he'd be very good at that as well. Did you find the Papadia sound? It's not up. Okay, no problem. All right. People would, love that Nick sound. Heavy for it. They love that Nick sound. I know. Let's take a break now. We'll call our guy Matthew DeSantis, get him on to start the second hour. By the way, 11 o'clock hour today, we're going to go a little horse racing heavy at the beginning, but we will do all NFL last half hour of this show to get you ready for the weekend. I'm Louis Rabot alongside Zach Cantrell. This is Rabot Co. here, ESPN 680, 105.7.